0: about 12-year-old Jesus, and here it is. Now, every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended, they started to return. The boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my Father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years, in divine and human favor. The word of the Lord. Please be seated. Okay, so because you guys are all here just two days after Christmas, I'm going to assume that I'm talking to a bunch of total church geeks right now, okay? And church geeks that you all undoubtedly are, you of course know that at Cross of Life we use the lectionary, which is a three-year schedule of Bible readings that tells us which passages we cover each weekend. And Bible geeks that you are, you of course know that the lectionary highlights a different gospel each year for a three-year cycle. Matthew, then Mark, then Luke, then back to Matthew with the gospel of John sprinkled in all over the place. And church geeks that you are, you of course know that with the start of Advent five weeks ago, we started a new church year and a one-year journey through the gospel of Luke, Now, church geek that I am, I am dying to know why does the lectionary put this passage today? Why does the lectionary put this passage the Sunday after Christmas? Guys, this is the only story in the entire Bible where we see Jesus as a childhood, in his childhood. You would think that that would make it pretty important, right? And yet, the lectionary puts this passage on a Sunday that, well, it's not, like, known for huge church attendance this Sunday. In fact, it is notorious for low numbers. It is worse than three-day weekends during Wisconsin summer. It is worse than the 1045 service when the Packers have the noon game, which, you guys realize, makes you all, like, total church rock stars for being here. But anyways... So I don't know why the lectionary puts this passage here, but whether it meant to or not, the lectionary has set up a scene here today that's really similar to the one sketched out in Luke's gospel, right? On this first Sunday after Christmas, the temple is no longer full. The annual festival has ended. There is plenty of seats for all the temple geeks, the one whose devotions is year round. There's plenty of time to sit together and talk about things that matter. The peace is palpable. The hordes that packed this place just days ago have packed up their donkeys and gone home, trailing their ribbons and wrapping paper behind them. And here we are. (laughs) Are you guys familiar with the term helicopter parents? (laughs) Yes, helicopter parents, parents who hover, parents who are overly controlling or take an excessive interest in the lives of their children, I won't ask you guys to say whether your parents are helicopter parents. Okay, so if this is helicopter parents, whatever the total opposite of helicopter parents is, that's what Mary and Joseph are. I don't know what happened. I don't know if maybe Mary and Joseph thought that Jesus was being like, a typical preteen and avoiding his parents. Maybe they're just like, oh, he's probably in the bathroom snapchatting his friends. Or like maybe they had all this Passover wine and they can hardly stay upright on their donkey. Not that any of us would know what that's like. Maybe they are really, really trusting. Maybe they are just totally clueless. But they don't even notice that Jesus is missing from this caravan until they're like halfway home. The whole Holy Family has joined hundreds of travelers uh, on their way to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. Nazareth to Jerusalem is like 80 miles. That's probably three days on a donkey. And it's not until the evening of the first day home that they notice that Jesus isn't there. That's like crazy. Are any, do we have any 12-year-olds here today? Not quite. Natalie, you're 12. No way, all right, can I make you stand up? Stand up, Miss Natalie. Guys, this is what a 12-year-old looks like. <laughs> oh my goodness. God bless you, Natalie. Which means we also have some parents of a 12-year-old here today. Paul, Tracy, how would you feel if Natalie was missing for three days? Um, yeah, would would be pretty freaked out, thanks. Anybody remember what it was like when their kids were 12? Anyone remember being 12? Andrew, if you flip these back, I will show you. Here's your pastors at 12. <laughs> Talk about some church rock stars. See John's striped pants, too? That is a look. When you lose your 12-year-old for three days, you freak out. Mary and Joseph spend one whole day retracing all of their steps on the road back to Jerusalem. They spend one whole day searching all over the city for him. And it's not until on the third day they find him in the temple. And like most parents, or just people, fear plus relief equals anger. (laughs) What on earth have you been doing? Don't you ever do that again. Do you have any idea what you've put us through? They have no idea where Jesus was. They had no idea where to even begin looking for him. And I think maybe they're still kind of figuring out what it means to be the parents to the son of God. Fair enough. This is a story about searching for Jesus. This is also a story about finding Jesus. Because when Jesus is what you seek, you will always find what you're looking for. You will find him in the temple. You will find him in his father's house. You will find him in that holiest of places the place where heaven and earth touch. And so here is the good news for us church geeks today. You don't have to go on a pilgrimage to find Jesus. You don't even have to come here, although it is good that you did, and I will tell you why in a second. But you don't need to go anywhere because, and here's the really good news, there are temples all over the place. This whole world, as dark and messed up as it is, is literally covered in temples. Some of them are places. Some of them are people. Some of them are moments in time. But they are all temples, the places where we find God. So think for a moment. Close your eyes if it helps. What temples did you come across in 2015? What temples did you come across in 2015? Any place where a broken thing is made beautiful, that's a temple. Any place that's really dark, but there's that one little light that refuses to go out, that's a temple. Any place where weird mismatches of people come together, blacks and whites, felons and philanthropists, engineers and artists, Democrats and Republicans, Packers fans and Bears fans. Any place those weird mismatches are joined together on one common table, one common purpose, temple. Any person who is able to turn their suffering into a strength, they're a temple. Any person who is able to turn outsiders into family members, temple. Any person who finds the strength to make a choice in what they cook or what they purchase or how they vote, that puts someone else's needs before their own, temple. Any time there's a role reversal, the weak helping the strong, the poor hosting the rich, a little child leading the way, temple. Any time you delight in fireflies or fall colors or any other extravagant, over-the-top beauty, temple. Any time you see life growing out of a dead place, When you know Jesus, you know what to look for. When you know what to look for, you find temples everywhere. When you find temples everywhere, you find that you yourself have become one. Knowing Jesus, that takes a lot more than 12 years. That is the work of a lifetime, and it's hard We all misunderstand who Jesus is all the time, and it's work that's never finished. But we have a lot of good help. We have the Bible. We have the Holy Spirit. We have each other, which is why it's good that you keep coming here, if you were still wondering, so that we can learn from each other what to look for. So if you came here today looking for God, you came to the right place. Not because this is the place where we come to find God. God is everywhere. But because this is the place where we come to be reminded of what we are looking for. May you seek Jesus in 2016, and may you find him everywhere.